Thank you for joining the Adult Study Guide podcast. This quarter, we will study through the book of Hebrews. During this study, we will recognize that God has provided better things for us in this age through Jesus Christ. So, grab your copy of the Summer 2022 Adult Study Guide and your Bible and follow along. Today's lesson is entitled, A Better System of Worship, from Hebrews 12, 18 through 29. Today's application is the student will recognize New Testament worship as superior to the system delivered to Israel at Mount Sinai. Seeking the context. For over 900 years, English speakers have used the word worship to describe the high honor bestowed upon those deserving esteem. It seems the word was originally used to describe people the community observed as worthy of honor. Over time, people used worship to describe the acts of bestowing praise and honor upon God. Today, many people appear to be confused as to what true worship is. Some people think worship only happens when people gather to sing to God. Some even think that only certain song styles can be classified as worship to God. Today's passage describes worship as service to God. True worship is any expressed service of thought, speech, or action that ascribes glory to God. The writer of Hebrews spent some time explaining the superiority of worship in the new covenant as compared to that of the old. The original audience apparently struggled to grasp a new way of worship not centralized in a specific location or centering on specific actions. Mankind still struggles with the concept of worship, but there is no greater life pursuit than to decide the person to whom they will devote their lives in worship. Human beings tend to be worshiping creatures. Almost every tribe or nation has a tradition of worshiping something, whether an invisible deity or a created element. Solomon hinted at this reality when he wrote that God created man with eternity in his heart, but that man cannot find out the work that God maketh from the beginning to the end, Ecclesiastes 3.11. God created every human, human being with a soul that will live forever, which consequently causes an insatiable desire to know him through worship. From the moment a person reaches sufficient understanding of personal accountability for sin and possesses a desire to rectify it, he activates his desire for worship. Every decision he makes from that point onward is made based upon whatever authority he values the most. Actions that ascribe worth to something or someone is worship. The true question is whether a person worships God or something else. People will know who you worship by watching your actions. Such is the true nature of worship. It is a lifestyle. Today's passage will unveil for the student the superiority of worshiping God in New Testament times. Why is it so important to see worship as a lifestyle and not just an event? Searching the text. Number one, New Testament worship is supreme in its glory. Hebrews 12, 18-24 For ye are not come unto the mount that might be touched, and that burned with fire, nor unto blackness and darkness and tempest, and the sound of a trumpet and a voice of words, which voice that they heard entreated that the word should not be spoken to them any more, 
for they could not endure that which was commanded. And if so much as a beast touch the mountain, it shall be stoned or thrust through with a dart. And so terrible was the sight that Moses said, I exceedingly fear and quake. But ye are come unto Mount Zion, and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to God the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. People love to experience sensational moments. Whether standing atop a mountain range, wading into the ocean, sitting in the woods on a deer stand, staring up into the stars, eating good food, or analyzing the beauty of a flower, God created us to enjoy experiences that target our senses. Many people spend their time, energy, and money to enjoy moments that make them marvel. One common factor among all experiential moments, though, is that they are merely momentary. Vacations do not last forever, nor do exquisitely mouth-watering meals. All sensory experiences have time limits. God's delivery of the law to Israel exemplified the temporary nature of the Old Covenant system of worship. The moment of worship was an impactful multisensory experience for the Israelites. God prevented the people from approaching or even touching Mount Sinai as they beheld smoke, lightning, thunder, and quaking. Exodus 19.12-25 The people became so fearful that they requested God not to speak with them, but through Moses alone, lest they perish. Exodus 20, 18-21. Even Moses trembled in fear when he learned of God's holiness in the face of the people of Israel's idolatry. Deuteronomy 18, 16. All of these experiences were awe-inspiring, but were temporary interactions with God that foreshadowed and would give way to a permanent form of worship. The writer of Hebrews reminded his readers that they did not approach God in worship similar to the Old Covenant experiences. Instead, they had a new system of worship that allowed access to God in ways the Old system only symbolized. In the New Covenant system of worship, believers have access to God himself in the spiritual realm. When a child of God worships him today, he joins with the angels in great assembly of believers who have died and are in the presence of God. How amazing to imagine the worship happening around the throne of God right now. And when you lift your voice in worship, you add to the sound of praises to the glory of God. Your worship of God can only happen because of Jesus, who has mediated the new covenant. The old covenant was a temporary picture of the new covenant. Whereas the blood of Abel cried out of the ground for vengeance, the blood of Jesus brings forgiveness of sins and reconciliation to God, having satisfied God's righteous requirement. Genesis 4, 10, and 11. Because of the work of Jesus in establishing the new covenant in his blood, New Testament believers have spiritual access to the very presence of God through the presence of the indwelling Holy Spirit. No longer must you approach God by crafting tangible experiences, the memories of which may fade quickly. But now you may enter the very presence of God at any given moment you desire to live your life in the worship, in the service of worship. When Jesus encountered a Samaritan woman at Jacob's well, he clarified her misunderstanding about worship in the new covenant. She was convinced that the worship of God could only take place under certain circumstances and at certain locations, while the Jews were adamant that the worship of God could only take place at Jerusalem. 
she thought the perfect conditions must be fostered to create experiences that met God's criteria for worship. Jesus told her that the time had come that temporary experiences would not meet God's requirement for worship, but that true worshipers would worship him in spirit and in truth. With his establishment of the new covenant, Jesus introduced God's people to a new system of worship, namely a system that was based on God's truth and provided access to him through the Holy Spirit. Today, we may not believe true worship can only happen at certain locations, but we do tend to place greater emphasis on individual experiences of worship. We may tend to think we can worship God only when certain songs, song styles, settings, moods, days of the week, or other elements are exactly as we prefer them. Truthfully, worship of God can happen at any given moment the child of God desires to ascribe worth to Him through spiritual service. Of course, when your church gathers for corporate worship, wisdom must be sought to make sure everyone may participate with few encumbrances. But because of the work of Jesus in the new covenant, there is nothing that can prevent God's children from entering his glorious presence and joining the myriad of saints and angels in worship. How do you make sure your worship is in spirit and in truth? Number two, New Testament worship is supreme in its demands. Hebrews 12, 25 through 29. See that you refuse not him that speaketh, for if they escape not who refused him that spake on earth, much more shall not we escape if we turn away from him that speaketh from heaven, whose voice then shook the earth, but now he hath promised, saying, Yet once more I shake not the earth only, but also heaven. And this word, yet once more signifying the removing of those things that are shaken as of things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Wherefore we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear, for our God is a consuming fire. Now that you have access to worship God through his spirit and his truth, how should you approach this new system of worship? No longer must you craft the perfect experience to stir your senses and convince you that you have had an encounter with God. Now, at any given moment, whether your senses are stirred or not, you have free access to join with heaven in worshiping God. But with this greater spiritual access comes greater responsibility to obey. This section of the passage began with an imperative for the readers to pay very close attention that they do not ignore God's word. The passage argued from the lesser to the greater when the Holy Spirit inspired the writer to warn that if God held worshipers accountable when his voice came to them on earth, how much more will he hold them accountable when his voice comes from heaven? The system of worship in place now is far superior to that of the old covenant. Worship is not limited to a specific time, place, or condition, but may be freely expressed at any moment the worshiper sees fit to bring glory to God through spiritual service. That being the case, the writer admonished his readers to respond to God's demands for worship in two ways. First, worshipers in this age must pay much closer attention to the word of God. His wording was in the negative, forbidding the reader from ignoring or rejecting the clear word of God from heaven, spoken through his Son, confirmed by the convicting power of the Holy Spirit, and written down on the pages of the Bible. Why must worshipers today pay much closer attention to God's word in worship? Whereas God's voice shook the ground at Mount Sinai while his people worshipped him when he gave the law 
Exodus 19.18, the end of this age will culminate in God shaking all things so that only eternal things remain, namely, everything pertaining to God's kingdom. Worship in the new covenant age is participation in glorifying God for his reign in his eternal kingdom, not just a response to the temporary fearful experience of shaking ground. Your worship of God should not be the reaction to a temporary experience in an earthly nation, but the valid response of God's child as citizens of his unshakable kingdom. This being the case, you must pay close attention to his word from heaven. The second demand the writer exhorted his readers to obey was to gratefully offer acceptable, reverential service to God. By now, it should have been made very clear to the original audience that God deserves the utmost respect and reverence. He has moved among mankind to provide atonement and reconciliation to himself through Jesus Christ. He has provided unlimited eternal access for sinners to his presence through the free gift of salvation by grace through faith. Your proper response to all he has done is to offer worship that he accepts. The word for worship has to do with service or ministry, which includes singing, preaching, and prayer, but also much more. God deserves the best you have to give in everything you do. Whatever your hands find to do, it is a gift of service to God out of a heart of gratitude and reverence, knowing he is a consuming fire. Make a list of ways you can serve God acceptably. Setting the application. Whenever your church gathers for preaching, prayer, and singing, you should join them for nourishment, fellowship, accountability, and service. Those moments are precious times of worship with your church family that feed and encourage you and your church. But when you leave the church house, your worship service to God does not end. Wherever you may go, whatever time of the day it might be, however you may be dressed, you have spiritual access to God the Father and should continue to offer spiritual worship to Him. The spiritual worship you offer to God may come in many different forms, but He deserves your service, which showcases His glory for all the world to see. Unlike the Old Covenant, your worshipful access to God is not limited to a location, a time of year, or a multi-sensory experience. God may be worshipped in the rush of the day or in the silence of stillness. He may be worshipped in your home or at work, in your car or your yard. He may be worshipped through your work, your voice, your prayers, your tears, laughter, health, or sickness. God has made it possible to worship Him freely, which means you have no excuse. What steps will you take this week to worship God daily? Thank you for joining us for another lesson in the Adult Study Guide podcast. We look forward to studying again with you next week as we continue our study of better things in the book of Hebrews. Until then, join us daily for our daily devotionals at www.bogardpress.org.